Episode 79, How to Transition from $10 Udemy Courses to $500 Courses on Your Own Domain. The Online Course Guy Podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy, Jacques Hopkins. Let's go. Go. Hey everyone, Jacques Hopkins here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. Today is a first of its kind in that it's more of a coaching call than it is an interview. However, this is not somebody that is brand new to online courses. In fact, the guy I had on the show today has done multiple six figures, but it's all been on Udemy, and he's looking to transition to having and selling courses on his own domain, charging higher prices, and he's got some other motivations for doing that that we'll get into in a little bit. But first, let me tell you about the sponsor for this podcast. Bonjoro.com is a simple, simple, simple tool that you should be using for customer onboarding or customer retention. It's a very simple tool to send a video. Imagine getting a video from somebody instead of a generic email when you sign up for their course. That's exactly what I do for people when they sign up for my courses, and Bonjoro makes that super easy. You can get a free 14-day trial of Bonjoro by heading to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's bonjoro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So in this episode, I chatted with Jason Dion of DionTraining.com. He's got some other websites out there, and he's got a big presence on Udemy. But Jason reached out to me because he was looking to transition out of these $10 Udemy courses and do more of what I'm doing with Piano in 21 Days. So I said, hey, Jason, I'm, I'm actually looking to do more of these coaching calls on the podcast. Would you be interested if we chatted on the podcast, recorded it, and released it as an episode? And he was all for it. So that's what this episode is. If you are in Udemy and are are just making $10 per course sale and you want to scale that up, or if you are just getting started with online courses and you're considering the Udemy route, this is a good episode for you. So let's go ahead and jump into the full conversation with Jason Dion right now. Hey there, Jason. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited about this episode because it's going to be the first of its kind. And and that is that I'm going to be hopefully providing you some good advice because you reached out to me with uh, with some questions for me because you're looking to take things to the next level. And so you're not a beginner at this. I'm excited to dig into your story and then figure out how we can move forward and, and get you where you want to be. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds great. All right. You're not, you're not new to online courses. Tell me, tell me how you got into on, online courses and where you are now. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing online courses since um, almost two years now, December of 2016 is when I posted my first course. Uh, I actually started out as a college professor and I had a day job, obviously, and I was doing adjunct professing at night. Um, my day job started making me travel more and so I couldn't teach in the classroom. And so I started teaching online based on that uh, just to continue helping the students as we went. Um, I focus on the cybersecurity and IT security realm and teach a lot of certification courses. I started out by putting it on YouTube. And after about six months, uh, when my friend said, hey, why don't you try this Udemy thing? Uh, And so I ended up starting on Udemy. And now we have uh, 17 courses on Udemy, 50,000 students, making a good amount of money from it. 
um, but trying to figure out how everything off of Udemy works because I'm just not a marketer and that's just not where I, where I have a strength in. So you went with the platform of Udemy just based on your friend's recommendation, right? Yeah, it was one of those things that was kind of just easy to do. I took the YouTube courses that I had, um, started putting them on Udemy, added some quizzes, put some structure to them, and they started selling um, without a whole lot of marketing effort on my part, um, which is kind of where I said, okay, well, I'll just build the next course and build the next course. And now we sit here you know, 18 months later with 18 courses um, and they sell well, but I know off Udemy, we could do so much more and have a lot more capability. Yeah, that's my, that's my understanding of the biggest pro to going with Udemy is you don't have to worry as much about the marketing. They kind of handle that for you. Is that a fair, fair assessment uh, of the biggest pro? I think that's probably the biggest pro is that they have this, you know, 20, 30, 40 million student marketplace that are there searching for courses. And because the price point on the courses is so low, normally you get them for 10 to $15. It, it's kind of a, a purchase you can make without having to think about it hard. Whereas if somebody comes to look at your piano class and it's $300 or $500, they have to think a little bit before they make that purchase, right? They require that warm up and, and getting to know you better. With a $10 course, most people just say, yeah, I'll buy it and try it out. And if I don't like it, oh, well. Yeah, it takes a <laughs> it takes a different kind of effort to sell a five hundred dollar course than a than a ten dollar course, and even even a two thousand or five thousand dollar course. Like, there's all it's all different based on the price point for sure, and and then a lot of other factors as well. Um, explain to me about the ten dollar thing because are you do you actually have your courses priced at ten dollars or are they priced much higher? But most people end up buying them lower with the coupon code. Yeah, so the way Udemy works is you pick a price anywhere from two uh, from twenty dollars up to two hundred dollars in increments of five dollar increments. Um, so most of my courses are priced at one ninety nine ninety nine, um, and then some of my shorter courses are ninety nine dollars. Um, but the way that Udemy works is because most of the students have been accustomed to this discount marketplace and their sales all the time, uh, they usually will buy the course somewhere between ten and fifteen dollars, depending on what the sale of the day is. Um, and if they can't find a sale that current day, they'll wait a day or two and buy it on sale again. So uh, in the two years I've been there, I think it's sold full price maybe one or two times out of 50,000 students who have bought my course. Um, and usually if they do buy it for full price, there's a sale a couple days later and they ask for a partial refund and they get the refund back from that $200 price down to the $15 price that it's currently on sale for because Udemy does have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, so it, it is really hard to make it where you are selling courses at that high price point unless you opt out of Udemy's promotions. And if you do that, now you're in the realm where you have to market it all yourself. If you're going to do that, you're really kind of, there's not really a big reason or push to be on Udemy at that point. Those numbers are unbelievable. I've always wondered that because I'm a big fan of taking courses on Udemy and you see, you know, this course costs $200, but hey, you can get it for the next two days for $10. But every time I go there, there seems to be that promotion. I've always wondered like what kind of ratio these people were getting in terms of how many of their sales are full price. And what I'm hearing from you is it's basically none. From what I've seen on my particular courses, that's that's where I've I've seen it. And I think that might just be because I'm in the tech field. And so my people, the people who are going to my course tend to be tech savvy and they know how to Google first, is there a discount code? And they'll find one. Um, I, I liken Udemy to Kohl's here in the United States. That's a department store, right? You go in there to buy a shirt and it might be a $50 shirt, but you're never going to pay $50. You're going to pay somewhere between $20 and $30 because it's always on sale. And if it's not, wait till tomorrow, it will be on sale. And, and I, I find that Udemy is very much that way. All right. So, but but you've done well on Udemy. You've sold a lot. Yeah. Um, you've been there almost two years. Uh, would you care to give me like a ballpark on, on how much revenue you've made with Udemy? Yeah. So um, we are multiple six figures at this point. Um, 
pretty close to your numbers from last year from what you have on your website. I mean, we're in the 200K range, um, which is pretty awesome, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Um, the big challenge is on Udemy, the game is make more courses to make more sales. Um, so like I said, we have 18 courses now. Um, and when you want to get to that next level, you put out another course um, because there's, there's kind of this leveling off that happens where there's a, a certain momentum that builds to a certain point and then it kind of stops there. And so if you want to get to the next level, you've got to start marketing more or moving off onto higher level products elsewhere. Um, the great thing with Udemy is that I started, I had zero following. I didn't have an email list. I had a YouTube channel that had maybe a thousand people on it. And none of those people bought the course because they're used to free content. Um, with Udemy, I was able to build this student base because it was such a low price marketplace. So Jason, why not, why not go to the beach and kick your legs up and collect $200,000 a year and, and just, you know, let, let it ride, man. What's, why do you want to go bigger and better? Um, I, I don't know. It's to help more people. I really is what it comes down to. You know, we, the courses we build are all targeted towards helping people get their certifications and getting their, the job that they want in the IT field. And I really enjoy the teaching process. Um, but at some point it's kind of like the YouTube creators where you get on that content, that content hamster wheel. Right. Um, and I, I know there's more that we can do and there's more things that off Udemy that we can provide that we can't provide on Udemy the way that they're set up. Uh, for example, in the IT tech world, one of the things that a lot of my students want is practice labs where they can log into a website. They can access a virtual computer. They can go through and, and do their hacking techniques or whatever techniques they're trying to practice. But to do that requires cloud resources, and that requires more money than $10 per student. Um, so I have to be able to raise the price point to be able to start offering things like that. And we started doing that on our own site, and we've had a little bit of traction, but it's, I know I'm missing that piece of that marketing piece of how do I get new students who you know, maybe aren't used to the $10 price point that are used to this higher price point that it costs to be able to have those resources. Uh, for example, the labs, we have to charge at least $99 to make a profit on that. Um, and that doesn't include adding any of the video stuff or the quizzes or practice uh, exams and things of that nature too. So it's to be able to get the students more of what they need to do a better job of studying. We have to get into that higher price point course, I think. So you said specifically help more people, but it sounds like really you're trying to help people better by giving them a better overall experience um, and help them to achieve their goals better. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I mean, we can do a lot through the video median. And uh, Udemy has a a pretty good practice exam engine. So our courses on Udemy, they get video and they get practice questions to practice for the exam. But they can't get any of that hands-on use of the tools. And for that, we have to move off Udemy because I've talked with Udemy and they don't have a plan to add that in in their current roadmap. Okay, so you've you've moved off... Well, you, you still have your Udemy presence, but you've already built stuff elsewhere, right? So what, what platform have you used to build your courses off Udemy? Yeah. So, um, off Udemy, uh, I'm in two main places. Uh, one is I actually am a partnered with Linda, uh, LinkedIn learning. And so I have courses on their platform. Um, but then on our own site, which is deontraining.com, we're using Thinkific as our backend. Right Thinkific. Now. Okay, cool. And, and what are, is Thinkific, does that allow you to give your students the full experience you're looking for? So uh, Thinkific by default will give them the practice questions and it will give them the video, but it doesn't give them that lab piece. We have a third-party product that we use for that and we're working on the integration right now uh, with our web team. Okay, was that, what is that third-party product? Uh, it, it's called practicelabs.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, and by the way, do you still have your day job or is this what you do now? Yeah, I actually still have a full-time day job. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I, I work uh, 40 hours a week, day job. 
um, I'm under a long-term contract, so I'm going to be there for a couple more years before I go full-time. Um, wow. But I do have several people in my company working full-time for me. True, uh, true side hustle, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, yes. So you have a team. You have a team working with you. Uh, yep. So I have, uh, right now we have three full-time people. Uh, my wife is one of them. And then I have uh, two virtual assistants. I have a virtual assistant and a web developer, lab developer um, that are out in the Philippines that work for us as well. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'm starting to, starting to see the full picture here, Jason. Um, well, that's a recent development. Those two just joined the team about two weeks ago. Cause oh, wow. We bigger, we, we knew we need more people. <laughs> okay. All right, so you've, you've, you've got, the, you've got the, the course in other places now, the courses in other places now, other than you to me, and you're okay. wanting to grow the, the courses that exist at your, your own domain, deontraining.com, right? Um, yeah. So the courses exist. You're just trying to get more people into them. Um, so we're kind of doing it twofold the way that we see it. And, and maybe I'm going down the wrong path, but this is kind of where we're looking at is the courses right now are the exact same courses as Udemy. And I can't see why, how we would be able to charge, you know, 99 or 199 for the same exact course that they're charging 10 to $15 for. And so we have to have a differentiation. And so what we're looking at is the courses on our site would have that practical component where they get the lab built in, um, which is why it would be a, a more of a premium version of what's on Udemy. Okay. And are you making sales on your site? So right now we are. Um, we started selling exam vouchers in the practice labs um, and we're, we're getting um, a good amount of sales organically without doing any marketing efforts. But at this point, we, we haven't done the email marketing. Uh, we haven't set up funnels. Uh, it's really just, I have a Facebook group and a lot of my Udemy students are in it. And when I say, hey, you can get the labs, they've gone over and bought the labs. Um, but we don't have that integrated presence yet that we're working towards. Gotcha. Okay. So how, how do you think that I can best help you? Um, you know, I, I look at your model and I see that you have, you know, a single course where you're doing, you know, an amazing amount of, of volume, it seems like, uh, with, with a single course. And you've really focused on one product um, where I think I've, um, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it, being that I came from the Udemy world, it's always, hey, instead of focusing on what you have, you build the next thing and you build the next thing. You keep putting out more courses and that's how you grow on Udemy because um, that way you can market to your existing students and you sell from one to two and two to four and it keeps going from there. Um, off Udemy, it just seems like it's a completely different world, right? It's, it's, it's email marketing and funnels and it's pay-per-click advertising. And it's just, to me, it's a, it's a completely foreign world because I'm not a marketer. I'm great at the course creation side. I've got you know this nice little studio. I've got great lights, great camera, great audio, all that stuff. It's, it's the marketing piece that I just fail at, I think, or, or not fail, but just don't know where to start, I guess, is kind of the challenge. Yeah, I've seen some of your videos, and this is definitely the first time I've, I've had somebody on the podcast where I'm talking to you and you have a green screen behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a beginner uh, video tactic. Um, okay, I, I got you there. Um, so who is it that you help? So the target audience that we have is people who are trying to advance in their cybersecurity career. So if you are an entry-level tech who fixes computers and you want to move into the networking space, we've got a certification that helps you do that. If you want to go from networking to security, we have a security certification that does that. If you want to go from basic security to advanced, we have certifications for that. And so it's basically taking that person from the beginning of their career all the way through their first five years, we have those certification ladders as they move up in their career. And in, in, the, um, in the U.S. side, most employers require these certifications to take you to the next job. Is it the same type of person that would, that would need each of your courses? 
Generally, yeah. So we have um, three buckets of courses is the best way to, to put it. Uh, we have the IT operation side, which is fixing computers, building networks, running servers. We have the security side, uh, which is basically doing all the security for that stuff, which is the the people in the first bucket will usually jump into the second bucket eventually. And then we have a third bucket, which is project management, which some of the students are interested in, but not all the students. So that one's kind of the, the off to the side one. Okay. Gotcha. And like you said, all of your courses are just out there to buy at DionTraining.com now. Um, yep. No real funnel, no, no no real marketing strategy, anything like that. You're making a few sales here and there, but that's just from your um, p- pitching it in your Facebook group. And you want to grow this thing um, and help more people through selling it on your site, right? Yeah, exactly. Right now, if you go to my site, it's just like if you went to Amazon, you can go add to cart, buy the thing, and, and it gets instantly delivered but there's no push, no marking. It's just a single landing page for each course. Okay, cool. All right. So I'm, I'm all about simplicity, Jason. And that's <laughs> one, one reason that I just have the one course and um, I was able to make that work. But also uh, let's, let's think about like funnels and marketing from as simple a standpoint as possible. Um, if you think of a funnel, think about three different um, layers to the funnel. At the very top, we have your traffic sources. So that could be from your Facebook group, or it could be from paid Facebook ads or AdWords uh, or Bing ads, or um, it could be from um, word of mouth, like any traffic source that's at the top of the funnel, right? In the yep. middle, we have kind of the meat, the core of the funnel. And there's there's dozens of different types of funnels. Um, but that's, that's what kind of sits in the middle. At the bottom, the end goal is to get somebody to actually pull out their credit card and, uh, and purchase and enter your course. Right. So those are, those are three layers. Agree. Definitely. Yep. I've been listening to your podcast for for a couple of weeks now and definitely agree with that. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. All right. Keep it as simple as possible. At the bottom level, you have order forms in place. You're comfortable with your order forms, um, selling on the web as as opposed to like on the phone. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah. That's all basically uh, all done by Thinkific right now. Okay, cool. So I think that you need help with the middle level and the top level. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like to focus on the middle level first because what's the point of, of, of spending a lot of money and time and effort on the top of the funnel when you don't have a good middle of the funnel? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk middle of the funnel. Um, I personally recommend three different types of funnels for online courses. We have webinars, specifically evergreen webinars for longer term. Uh, one, uh, The next one would be like a Jeff Walker style product launch formula funnel, uh, which you have uh, is more of a longer sales cycle. You have some pre-launch content that comes out before a specific launch window. And that's what uh, the majority of the sales for Piano in 21 Days over the lifetime have come from that funnel. Um, and then you've got more of a VSL funnel, which is um, which is the simplest to set up, which is just it's a video sales letter. It's a video, um, trying to sell, sell your product. So I'm sure you've heard me talk about those three funnels before. What are your thoughts on those funnels? And if one of those is going to fit best for your business? Yeah. So as I've been listening uh, to your podcast, I've heard those three funnels and I think the challenge with our business is we have so many courses right now. And so, um, it's segmenting that audience that comes in to figure out where they belong in the funnel, um, to which course they should be offered. Um, so that's, that's what I've been trying to figure out at this point is, you know, if I start doing all this pay-per-click advertising, I get people to come to a landing page. What does that landing page give them? Uh, which of the 16 offerings would it be? Right. Or is it something else that kind of helps sort them out into which path they should go to? Yeah. Um, 
So, so that's what I've been looking at. And I think the way that I've come up with it is I've bought a bunch of domain names that are parked right now, um, but trying to break them off so that there's one site for each of these courses. And that way I can do marketing towards those specific courses. Um, but Ooh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I saw, like, I, like I said, I'm a simple guy, Jason. And that just, whoo, that stresses me out to do it. <laughs> I mean, you could do it however you want, but that's, that's, uh, that stresses me out. So why, why separate it into 16 buckets when you could separate it into three buckets, like you said earlier? Yeah, or, or basically sell it at the three buckets with those three entry-level feeder courses because eventually those students would then, after they finish that, can be marketed to again for the next level. Um, so uh, again, but that, would that be three separate sites or one site that when they come in, click here, here, or here? Um, yeah, that's a good <laughs> question. So can you, is, is there anything that you could give away to people that would be appealing to everybody in your audience? So that's what I was thinking about. I, I currently don't have something that would appeal to everybody, but I was talking to one of my students the other day and they had recommended, Hey, why don't you do a course on what the different jobs are in the cybersecurity world? Right. And then if they were going through the course and they said, yes, I want to be one of those, it puts them into bucket one. Yes. I want to be one of these. It puts you in bucket number two. And that way it would segment that audience and basically be a free course that basically is helping me sort which bucket they should be going into based on where their interest is. That's a I cool idea. Don't. So that would be, so, so is that something that would appeal to your, your entire audience? Yes, because everybody who's in my audience is trying to think of where do they want to be in their career. Some of them already know, but a lot of them, there's so many different jobs in the cybersecurity world that they're just like, I don't even know what the end goal is. And this might be able to maybe put a couple of minute video of each of the different types of paths that they can go down and then see which one they go for. Mm, okay. So a free course on that could be your, your opt-in. And um, based on the steps that they take within the course, we can segment people uh, I like it. Okay. Uh, what kind of email autoresponder are you using? So we were using MailChimp up until last week. I just signed up and migrated over to ActiveCampaign okay. about a day or two ago. They finished the migration yesterday. Um, but I haven't even logged in to start working with it yet because I okay. just got off my day job and got to go play with it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So you can you can definitely tag people in, act, in ActiveCampaign based on the decisions that they make inside of this free course. Um, so I like, I like that idea, but, uh, I would, I would like to see a lot more simplicity on your homepage for Dion training and basically everything pointing to trying to get people to opt in, uh, register, whatever you want to call it for this free course. Yeah. We actually just uh, hired a graphic designer last week and they just sent me back the designs this morning of the new Dion train that we're going to be migrating towards in November, which has up at the top that big one opt in. I just have to figure out what that opt-in thing is that I'm going to give them. Um, and that, that idea just come up a, a day or two ago about the, the free course. Um, so, it, so we are looking at redoing the homepage because right now it's Good. just the Thinkific default uh, page that they create. Good. So what you can do is, is design everything on that new site to, uh, to, to funnel people into that free opt-in for the course. If at the end of the day you, you decide that that, one opt-in just isn't going to be good enough for everybody. You can have more than one opt-in. You could have, you know, three different buttons on your homepage and says that that say three, you know, three different things they would get uh, depending on what type of person they are, and that that can start to segment people um, from there as well, right? Yeah, you know, one of the examples that I looked at was uh, SmartPassiveIncome.com with Pat Flynn because he's got six buckets of of viewers that he tries to segment out. And he's got those six buttons on the front page. It says if you're into affiliate marketing, go here. If you're into email marketing, go here. If you're into this, go here. Um, so yeah. that was kind of with that. Yeah, and then another another piece of software that may be a really good fit for you. Have you ever heard of Right Message? 
Uh, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Right message uh, made by a guy named Brennan Dunn. Uh, there's also a uh, software that goes with it called Right Ask. Um, right message allows you to easily modify some of the language and elements and things on a web page based on the segmentation results that you've had. But then also Right Ask will just it'll pop up and, and ask your users or your, your website visitors specific questions and you can segment them that way as well. So you can look into that software. It's really, really cool. I'm starting to look into it myself. I'm definitely going to look at that. That sounds like it might help out a lot. Yeah, maybe so because you've got, you've got a lot of diff- different buckets here. So let's say hypothetically that you end up with just one opt-in and you get people into this and then they start interacting with this free course and you can start to see which bucket they will fall into. Okay, what do we do with them from there? They kind of need to to fall into one of these funnels um, and probably um, either... I would say either the even either the webinar or the VSL from there because once they opt into your free course, they're pretty invested in and if they actually start taking it, um, that's that's part of the nurturing and the rapport right there. You don't have you're not going to have to do quite as much if you go with this route, right? So, what do you yeah. think? Uh, what do you think of, we we should do next? A webinar or VSL? Um, that's a good question. Uh, probably a, a VSL is my guess, just because based on. Uh, what I've done before, you know, with Udemy, we basically make promo videos or a commercial and the video sales letter kind of feels like it'd be more like that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, these courses, they tend to be eight, 10, 12 hours long of content. And I don't know what I'd be able to pull out to teach them in the webinar uh, versus just kind of a commercial. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as you nail down uh, with some automation, who, who this person is and how you can best help them, then they can get they can go right into a an email sequence inside of active campaign that starts to pitch them for whatever this whatever it is you want to offer them and and you can keep sending them to a vsl funnel page which is okay. just going to have a video at the top um, with and your call to action is actually going to be enroll a lot of times with vsl funnels people uh, use the book a call as the call to action um, it doesn't sound like you want to do that no <laughs> but you, would have, you would have a typical vsl uh, video landing page there. And, um, and you would have an email marketing campaign set up to, um, to drive traffic to that page and, you know, and, and market that page. Um, and we, you know, we don't have time to, to talk about like what all the emails should, should say. Um, yeah. but you know, you need to send an email with, uh, case studies. Um, you need to send an email with like Q and a, like, here's the top questions I get about that. Um, and then figure out if you want to implement any sort of scarcity, like if you want to do a limited time um, discount code, which is not my preferred method. Um, you can you can literally just close the cart at some point, and um, the right way to do that is to actually close the cart to where when, when you say you close it, like don't, they can't get in after that. Um, but if you don't have any sort of scarcity, then the then the campaign's not going to be as effective. Yeah, and that's something that we really haven't done much with at all at this point. It's it's always been it's open, it's available. You can come anytime you want, right? Um, so there's no there's no drive to buy today, because um, again, it's always one of those things where I, I don't want to be a marketer. I guess is it, 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 to me, it's always felt I don't like getting sold to, and I, I don't want to sell to my students, right? Um, but it's, I, I think it's changing my mindset where it's hey, I want to help them help themselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's all kind of tactics uh, you can use, and and hey, where do you draw the line? And that's like I said, w- one area that I draw the line is like if you're going to say that this is no longer going to be available after this date, then make sure it's not available, right? Um, yeah. 
and and so that's that's that that's a that's true scarcity in in that uh, respect. Um, and look, I mean, anytime that I have like an open cart and a closed cart, um, I'll get like forty percent of the sales when the cart opens, and then the other another forty percent right before it closes, and then twenty yeah. percent sprinkled in in between. So if you don't like close the cart then, or if I wasn't closing the cart, then I'd be missing out on 40% of sales. I'd be missing out on 40% of people that to help learn how to play piano. And how, how long do you leave your cart open for when you open and close those carts? Yeah. So it, it depends on the niche and you can definitely test it. Um, my, my preferred open cart period would be five days. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what do you think about that, that approach? I think it's a great approach. I just got to get to it <laughs> and start implementing all, all these uh, different things and start building it all out. It's more complicated because you have so many offerings. Yeah, that's why. So what I've started, what I, where I think I'm going to start is uh, I have a domain name for one of the courses. Um, and I was thinking of pulling that off, building that one site, kind of a very simple to the point site, kind of like how Piano in 21 Days is, build that into a, a regular funnel, put some pay-per-click advertising and see how it does. Um, kind of as my experiment of this higher price point stuff. And for that course, we're actually taking it, we're refilming it, making it a different offering than what we have on Udemy um, to see how that goes. Uh, and that way it's clearly different because I don't want my Udemy students getting upset that, you know, hey, I'm over here trying to sell for $500 or those, you know, $500 students going, hey, I could have bought it for $10 over here, right? Um, so I, I think that's kind of an important thing is making sure that there's a differentiation. So I think that might be easier is try to do it with one. And then if we get that, then I can figure out how to do it with the other 16. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about pay-per-click advertising for a minute, because if you go that route, you're setting up even even a newer uh, domain. Like you're getting some traffic to dontraining.com right now. But then yes. like, give me, give me an example. What would this first domain be called? Uh, so the one we bought is a uh, Prince 2 guide, which is for the Prince 2 exam. Right. Okay. So, so you, you, you set that up. You've got a funnel for it. Um, you've got this machine built, but you've got no traffic coming into it. How do you, how do you get traffic to it? So uh, two ways that we were thinking of. One is uh, SEO. So I have a bunch of articles written already that are about that certification that I can have my web guy go through and build it into the site. So there's articles that we might get some organic traffic from. Uh, I've done YouTube in the past, so I could take some of the videos from the course and put them on YouTube. Some of the lessons or frequently asked questions from students, put them on my YouTube channel. Uh, and, and then the other way is uh, I've played with Google ads in the past a little bit. Um, I found that an average student cost me about $15 to make a sale. Um, so if there's a high with Udemy courses, that doesn't work at, you know, 10 to $15 price, but you know, for something that is a higher price point, you know, 15 or $20 per student to buy would be fine. Okay. So the other part of this is you're working a full-time job and this sounds like a lot of work. Yes. That's why I, I hired folks to help me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You, don't, you don't seem intimidated by the by it though. You, you feel you seem you seem confident that you can get this done. Uh, I've I've had a lot of success in whatever I put my mind to, being successful at it. Um, so it's it's one of those things that I haven't done it before, but I think that I can get it done. That's kind of why I was like, if I if I focus on one piece of it with the one course, I think that'd be easier than trying to do it for the entire bucket of courses at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If I get that if I get that running and got the template, then I can turn that over to somebody else and say, okay, go build me fifteen more of these. That's uh, true. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, I, so what I think, what I think you should do is, is go that route, but also go with this opt-in on deontraining.com as well and test both of them. You know, yeah. I can give you all the advice in the world, but what really matters is what the market tells you. And, yes. um, I think either one of those does have promise. And, and so, 
um, do one of them and then do the other one and just watch them both and see, see which one is more successful. And then from there, you can decide, okay, I'm going to leave everything at Dion training and do the segmentation and, uh, and go about it that way. Or I'm going to go with 17 different websites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the challenge I always have when you have all of them on one website is, is figuring out how to best deliver that content, right? It, it, it gets muddy very quickly. So that, that's, I definitely got to play with both of them and figure out the best way to go. Cool. Anything else on your mind, Jason? Uh, no, I mean, that was kind of the, the big things of just trying to figure out where to go with it. Um, I think I got a good path forward to, to start working on it and uh, start figuring out some more of this automation stuff as well. Cause I just, I haven't done a whole lot in that world yet. So <laughs> let me ask you this. You are, actively making money from online courses because of your huge Udemy presence. Oh yeah. <laughs> for, for those that may be listening to this that are in the same boat as you, meaning they are trying to grow a presence on their own domain, but maybe don't have all that money coming in from Udemy and are, are struggling. Like, How big of an advantage do you think that is that you're in this position? So I, I think the big advantage is that because I know I have um, a nice chunk of money coming in from Udemy and other sources because we've, we've taken those same Udemy courses. We've licensed them to Pack Publishing, Safari Books. Uh, we've got some courses that are exclusive for Linda. So I've got all these other streams coming in. It gives me money to start playing with my own site. Um, so that's kind of where I've been looking at it. Um, where, whereas if I had to do this and I had zero money and I'm trying to make money tomorrow, um, I don't know what the quickest path to that is. I mean, even Udemy, it took me nine months to really start making what would be considered a decent wage there. Um, the first nine months, it was it was very slow. Um, and then it kind of hit a point where it starts building on itself. And, and I, I think most people's sites, even off Udemy, are probably the same way where you've got to get a certain momentum going. Um, it's not like you put up a course and tomorrow you're going to be rich, right? <laughs> most of the time, not. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, this has been a, definitely a pleasure on my side. Thanks so much for joining me. And I look forward to you know touching base in um, six months or so and seeing seeing all your success from your own domains. Yeah, it'd be great. Take care, man. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. All right, that is going to do it for another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. You can find all the links and show notes from today's episode by heading to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 79. And guys, if you want to check out some of my best online course advice, whether you're just starting out or you have an online course already and you're looking to grow it, like Jason is, then I want you to check out my free online course workshop where you're going to learn all kinds of things about online courses, including the only three things that you need to be focusing on to have a successful online course. You can check that out right now by going to theonlinecourseguy.com and stay tuned. We have more Online Course Guy podcasts coming your way real soon.